Check, check. All right. Let me get some more bass in my headphones. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> Tech Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. It's nice to see you, Ted. You too, man. Oh, no, we never practice that. It just happens. Oh, if they think we practice that, they're awful. <laughs> so it's actually really good to see you. I was dreading just being at work today. Just today, I'm drained, man. Yeah. Yesterday was a long day. It's Allison Chains week. Obviously, Allison Chains is going to be at the the White River Amphitheater this Saturday for Pain in the Grass. I know. I think I speak for everybody in that we're super excited to to see Allison Chains live. Their record comes out on Friday. Yep. Uh, they did the, the first pitch at the Mariners game on Monday. Played the Space Needle uh, yesterday. And they also came here to the radio station, and we all did a bunch of stuff with Alice in Chains. And by we, I mean pretty much everybody had something to do with Alice in Chains while they were here. You recorded an interview with them? Uh, No, Steve. We're doing an interview with them live live. on Friday. My bad. Me too. I'm going to be interviewing them live (laughs) tomorrow night. I'm coming to the radio station tomorrow night. To do an interview live yeah. with Allison Chains, where we're going to go through their entire record, Rainier Fog, <laughs> from beginning to end. Rainier Fog. Rainier Fog. Or Rainier Frog. It's oh. you might hear on Friday. Oh, that's funny. I Maybe we talked about Rainier Frog, too. Oh, nice. On Thursday night. <laughs> and now this is not an actual clip from the interview, but if, imagine if I was doing an interview with them. Okay. All right. I'll imagine this, Steve. This would kind of be what the interview sounds like. When I spoke with, when I speak to the members of Alice in Chains, my wife and I have been already like we had to get, get here in advance so I could talk to you guys. Yep. And, and it's like the one band that her and I will always see eye to eye on, which oh, I cool. think is really cool. Like my wife likes Christian and Justin Timberlake music. Okay, right. But, and Alice in Chains. Right, right. <laughs> okay, that makes no. F- Sense. Makes no sense <laughs> at all. And, I, and I tried, I'm like, well, what is it? And she was like, I don't, I can't explain it. I just don't want to get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you have this VHS tape in your car, and I figure if I say I don't like these, no. Right. It's just like, she's like, it just pulls an emotion out of me. That's cool. And it's like, I just think it's cool when you have that moment, especially you know, and and, and with friends or with relationships, when you can kind of geek out about right. the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, what song are you digging right now? And like, both of us are seeing eye to eye on drone. And, cool. and, and it's just like you know, it's, when you have those moments, it's that's great, it's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, I just cool, thank man. you guys for always putting no out great problem, music. Man. And thanks for uh, listening. No, that's not the interview. Of course, I had no, I had no idea. Like, yeah. That she was an Alice in Chains fan. Huge Alice I in Chains I never would fan. peg her for that either. And I know your wife. Right. <laughs> That's, I mean, like, when I, I wasn't making that up to them. I wasn't trying to be like, my, my wife likes you guys too. Ha, ha, ha. Like, that's no. a legit thing. Like, my wife only listens to basically, well, she'll listen to me because, you know, she's married to me. So she wants to just kind of hear my voice in the morning when she drives to work for a 20-minute commute. All right. But really what she listens to is Spirit, the Christian radio station. Because she loves Christian music. It's, Spirits Christian? Yeah. Besides Christmas music. Christmas, right. they're, they're Christmas spirit in the holidays. But then the rest of the time, they're spirit, whatever, 105, oh, whatever. I they were just kind of like easy listening spirit. No, it's it's Christian music. It's, it's actually no kind of mostly Christian pop rock. 
if that makes yeah. sense. Like Christian music these days doesn't sound like Christian music that you and I, I think, grew up listening or hearing. I didn't listen to it because it was just bad. It was like one step away from hymns. And I, I'm not a fan of hymns. Like, I can't handle that stuff. Like, it just bores me. But, yeah. But the newer stuff hymns basically, are a little tough. it's like One Direction, but singing about God, if that makes sense. Hmm. All it's right. actually pretty good. All right. I'm not trying to sell you on Christian music or Spirit 105. I mean, I'd rather people listen to KSW, but that's she listens to that or Justin Timberlake. And then there's a couple other things in there as well. But Allison Chains, for some reason. Yeah, that's a strange one. That's her jam. That's right. why it was funny when Sean Kinney's like, that makes no effing sense. Yeah. You know, have we ever told one day we got to tell them a story about them scaring us? Oh, God, let's tell it now. This is a perfect time to tell people to get ready for Allison Chains. Right. So. I don't know what the hell we were doing, but it was just you and I hanging out at your old house. We were getting wasted, Ted. We were, but I'm yeah. trying to remember why. I think maybe, was that the night you like drove to Tacoma? We were supposed to go to a beer garden, and then you were like, you want to just go hang out at my house? And we drove like all the way back to Linwood, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was that night. Yeah. And yeah, Ted and I were just like, let's just get wasted at my house. Well, in Steve's defense, too, like when he showed up, I was late getting down there. By the time Steve showed up, like everybody else was kind of wasted. So yes. you were just kind of like... Dude, like, I'm just starting. I was like, and you're like, I'll drive. I was like, all right, screw it. Let's yeah. bail on this. Yeah, let's go there and let's just be idiots together. Yeah. So <laughs> Ted and I bail on parties so we could just party him and I. Well, and we still had Lucy. Yes, that's true. <laughs> right. So it was the three of us. It was the three of us. Uh, and Lucy used to throw down. Oh, man, because she could party. <laughs> yeah, she could. So. <laughs> Lucy's a German short-haired pointer. Right. Which I'll oh, let people man, know. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, just not a dog. dog. I know. People are like, what kind of weird thing? And like, is that Steve's old girlfriend, Lucy? No, my dog. I didn't even think about that. Clarifying <laughs> that. God, that bitch could party. Oh, gosh. And then sometimes she would just like, you know, lick her own area. It was amazing. <laughs> so Steve and I, right, we're getting, we're getting messed up or messed up. And then we put on Alice in Chains. And what is, is that dirt or? Uh, it was dirt. It's dirt, right? And I believe the song, it was Sick Man. Sick man, sick man. Sick man. And then, oh, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The screaming on that. And then it was just, I think, I can't remember if it was you or me. Some one of us looked at the other one and just went, is that scaring you too? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So it must have been you. And we just turned it off. No, it was Lucy. She's like, hey guys. <laughs> right. And I think we put an Alice in Chains band on for the night. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because we, we were listening to that and we were just like, this is awesome. So much fun. And then that, oh, that and part, it's the, or was it the beginning of them bones? No, I think we were okay for that. All right, I could be wrong, but let me make sure if it was sick, man. I'm gonna just pull it up on my phone, but uh, oh, yeah, because it was like, yeah, because them bones is the first song, so we were, All right. we were in. This is it. Yeah, you're exactly right. But it was like the part where it's like. Man, I gotta listen to that song. It's been too long. Yeah. Was it this one? Yeah, it's yeah. just hard to find this spot. Yeah, right. it's like, he ah, definitely screams. Yeah. Ah. And we're just like, ah, yeah, dude, I, I can't, can't take I, I can't handle this right now. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure later in the night, CeeLo pointed at us. Yes. <laughs> Pete CeeLo was on the television. Yes, yes. Hanging out with Lucy, partying. Yeah. That should give you a reference how long ago that was. And how messed up we were. Right. What was that song? <laughs> Crazy? Yeah, was it crazy or was it F you? No, it was, no, it was crazy. crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he was on top of the world for a minute. Yeah. Well, anyways, Allison Chains, obviously. <laughs> it, 
You got to hear something from the future. Yes. Thursday night, uh, if you want to hear all of Rainier Fogg, uh, or if you're uh, Rich Eisen, Rainier, I think is how he was calling it when he had uh, Jerry Cantrell on. We joked, uh, well, we might joke about that during my chat with those guys as well. It is funny. It's like, I, I still like Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen is like an idol of mine. Oh, I, 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 one, of the, one of the people I put on the top of the list of awesome dudes to talk to uh, many years ago, I remember interviewing him and he was nothing but nice. Yeah. I also love that he was like a king at ESPN. Yep. And then, I mean, you got to remember, we know the NFL network now, but when he went over there, that was a bold move. It was, I don't even know what to compare it to because people assumed that it was going to fail. Right. And I, once he was like in an airport years ago and he was like, ask me anything. And I tweeted him and asked him, like, do people think you're crazy? He's like, they thought I was insane. Yeah. And everybody told me it was a terrible decision. So I like his radio show too. Like it's, they simulcast it on like Mm -hmm. Fox or somewhere. But anyhow, it's it's always funny to me, like when I see Jerry Cantrell on there, and I'm like, that's so weird. And they're homies. Oh yeah, they're it, tight. It's like super fun to listen to them talk. Cause and, and it was funny because I was getting ready for the interview in the future, and <laughs> I was watching the interview he did with Rich Eisen, which was cool because they do fantasy football, and they're calling their trophy now the Vinnie Paul, which oh, I thought no. was awesome. Nice. At a, in honor of uh, Vinnie Paul from Pantera, who recently passed away. Uh, but I'm watching. I'm just like, man. Rich Eisen's lucky. There's Jerry in a good mood, just being fun and funny and engaging. I wish, man, Jerry was like that to like someone like me, because I just assumed the worst. I always do. And Jerry, from what I've heard in the past, it just depends on his mood. He's never a jerk, but he's not typically like somebody that's outgoing and super sociable if he doesn't know you. Right. He he's just not an extrovert like me or you. Right. And I and I respect that because yeah. honestly, when the mic's not on, I'm kind of introverted as well, and I try yeah. my best not to be. I don't know how I would be if I was a rich rock star. I don't know if I would try as hard to be extroverted when I'm such an introvert. You know what I mean? And it's weird, too, is that guy's like basically his whole adult life has been performing music on stage. Right. I mean, he, you know, like sometimes you got to be like, all right, he, he's had a different life. Like, like he's I want to be chill. A, but yeah, you're right. He was in an awesome mood. My God. Like the minute, I mean, and you'll hear it on Thursday night when, when I yeah, talk yeah. to him. I mean, I can imagine on Friday he'll and, be in an awesome mood. And dude, I'm, I'm guessing he'll be great with you guys. It's 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 no brain. <laughs> but he could not be a nicer dude. Like he was in a great mood. He was super funny. I mean, he just started off with this ridiculous story about the Mariners' first pitch where he was like, what? They, they just put Jerry on the back of my jersey. Like I was just Jerry. And like he just kept doing this weird, like, I've, have I seen your baseball kind of voice? And it was so great. <laughs> that is weird. Why did they put Cantrell on the back right? of it? That's what he was trying to figure out. Because he was—he's like Ichiro. Well, he was saying the the band. It was funny. They were saying how they intentionally try and line up with their jerseys. They were going to make it a point. So it says Cantrell, Inez. Um. Uh. Oh wait, no. I'm sorry. Duval, Inez, Cantrell, Kenny. Each, oh. each letter, if you put it all together, spells dick. Nice. That's what they were trying to do. <laughs> yes. But it got screwed up because of Jerry. Jerry. I was like, you guys are in your 50s and you're still creating dick jokes. I think that's awesome. Jerry, hello. <laughs> hello, Jerry. Newman. Well, anyways, it's going to be fun. It's Allison Change Week. We're really excited. The, the new CD, Rainier Fog, or Rainier Fog, is uh, incredible. I really I, love it. I also would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Mike Inez 
is awesome. Yes! He does not talk a ton. No! And when you hear the future interview the men's room does, I don't talk a lot either. So at the end of it, I was like, Mike, we locked that interview down. He was like, yeah, man. At one point, I thought he was mad because he just rolled up the cord and sat it on his lap and put the microphone on his lap. Now, we gotta, you know what? That's gonna be a mega cast thing. We gotta get him in here. Because I have, me and Mike have mutual friends. Uh Uh-huh. So do we. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's always like, Mike's the funniest dude. He just... You know, it's just hard. Like, Sean Kenny's going to talk. You know, him yep. and Jerry are like the main two guys. So it's just hard for Mike to get a word in. He got a couple, like, he quoted Bill Hicks oh, at nice. one point, And I was like, I want to go down this road, but I'm not going to. But I was like, I really respected that. He threw in a Bill Hicks joke, which I thought was funny. Yeah. While Sean's talking about having butt beads in his luggage. Like, it was a, a very hard-hitting, serious, introspective <laughs> record. One thing I've learned about Alice in Chains, I've even noticed it with uh, Mike's interviews. I think all of us take that band way too serious. Because they're serious sounding musically, yeah. But they're they're four fun loving dudes, and musically, you you hear these interviews with Mike, and he's just like, man, we just go in the studio and plug in the amps and turn them up real loud and just have fun. Yeah, but- I think sometimes too, like especially working in Seattle at KSW, which yeah. is like a heritage rock station. Like, yeah, we sometimes like we just put them on this like level it's like well they're yeah. still just dudes making music like originally they were four guys plugging into stuff making music well just put them we put them on this pedestal because they're rock stars but yeah. you're right like and it's funny because right before our interview started we mentioned to them because uh, ryan invited kathy faulkner who used to work here at ksw i mean she yeah. was she really has so much to do with her and damon stewart we're really like what's up damon yeah well, I, we talked about damon during my interview uh but we you forget that those two had so much to do with the success of a lot of these bands, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and Alice in Chains specifically. So Ryan said, oh, just to let you guys know, Kathy's going to be coming to your performance at the Space Needle. And the four of them, well, mainly Sean, well, mostly Sean and Jerry, acted like as if they were a small local band again and the radio person was coming to see them. Like, oh, really? What? Kathy's coming? Hey, Sean, you hear Kathy's coming to see us? No effing way, Kathy? Like, it was kind of cool to see them be... A small local band again, like they, yeah. like psychologically, they got triggered to being like this group of eighteen year olds that were just trying to get somebody to pay attention to them. It was cool. Dude, we should have Damon in one day too. That would be awesome just yeah. to hear his stories. I, he's got amazing stories, and he's—I mean, I see him down at Sounder stuff all the hit time. Him up. Yeah, invite him anytime. He's man. always been super awesome to me, and you know, other friends in the business. Oh, he's—he's, he's, and I even told those guys like, as much as I was excited the first time I ever met Allison Chains. I was equally as excited to meet Damon Stewart because, and I showed him, I had this VHS tape when Allison Chains put out their very first record. It was called Facelift, of course. Yeah. And they ended up putting out as an add-on because nobody was buying the record at the time. It was just, you know, no one knew of them. So it was like, hey, buy the record. You get this free VHS live performance of them at the Moore Theater. So I got that. I already had the cassette, but then I bought the CD so I could get the uh, VHS. Nice. And I remember watching it, and I watched it so many times, I'll never forget. Hi, this is Damon Stewart from KISW. Well, please like some welcome Columbia recording artists because they were on Columbia at the time. Yeah. Allison Chains. And I was like, oh my gosh, KISW must be like the coolest radio station. So it's crazy to be working here. But then it was really freaking cool the first time I ever met Damon. I'm like, you're the guy who introduced Allison Chains on that more theater video. He's like, yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. And he's just like, all right. Because he's so chill. You know, it's not like he's a rock star in his own head. No. So, no, I mean, trust me. Like, knows yeah. Damon, not, he's not like going to be like, yeah, that's right. I was the guy. Oh, not at all. Damon's yeah. dope, man. I love that guy. But I looked at him as like, I'm like, that's a, the fifth member of Allison Chains in my head. 
It was awesome, dude. Like so. Long story short, Allison Chains pretty pumped about that. Uh, I know Saturday's gonna be a great day, dude. I'm fired up to see Bush too, dude. Likewise, I'm yeah. All right, good. I'm pumped to see the Cult. I've the never Cult. Seen them. I've never seen them. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Obviously, I'm. You're playing with them. Yeah, I know. Our, our happy hour and a half is ending towards the beginning of the Stone Temple Pilot set. But right. I've been paying attention because so we. Oh. What did they move your song up? No. Oh, good. Sex type thing is a song that we're doing with Stone Temple Pilots, myself and Glenn Cannon from Window Pain and Bruiser Brody. Uh, and it all stemmed from past podcasts and also on the air with BJ Miggs and on the Miggs cast. And I've been paying attention to the, the setlist.fm where you could see what bands have been playing. People post up their sets and they end every show, every freaking show with sex type thing. So barring them changing it up, myself and Glenn are playing their last song, which is crazy. So is is their drummer just going to let you have his kit? Yeah. Yeah, so That's what, amazing. what's going to happen is I'm going to... Okay, I have a question for you. I know we haven't done push-ups. Uh, my bad. I, my yeah. knees sucks right now. I, dude, I'm, I, don't, honestly, I, was, I was like, I got to get some Advil or sit down. My ankle's a little jacked right dude, now. Sit down. <laughs> Steve well, and I got real old. I mean, I hit the gym today still. Yeah. Feeling good, but... Yeah, dude, I just don't have it in me. Sorry. Uh, we'll do the TED Talk when we come back from the break, but um, here's my question <laughs> for you. So we're, we're playing. Apart. We are old, man. Let's sit down. This is a new mega cast where we sit down and we just kind of talk. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even take breaks. Oh, Jesus we talk Christ. about Ben Gay and Metamucil. Um, you know, uh, I like the flow oil myself. <laughs> it's a great CBD. My buddy just told me, hit me up. He's a fitness guru guy. And he's like, hey, man, you need to. Um, what did he say? Before I get to that question, it was funny because he's like, how you doing? I saw that video, man. That was pretty gnarly. Let me know if you need any help with anything as far as like rehabbing it, which I thought, man, it's been pretty cool having people just hit me up out of the blue about this knee injury uh, that happened during wrestling. If you saw Instagram or Twitter, you saw my knee buckled yeah, and it's, it's screwed up. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a tear. I think it's just a, an awful sprain. Uh, but when I went to the ER, the doctor, he's like, Hey, let me, what happened? I'm like, I could show you. And I show it. And the doctor even went, Oh, and that's never a good thing. No. And then the nurse comes in and is like, hey, I want to see. Like, people came in to see the video. Like, he was talking about the video. Hey, can I see that video that you showed the doctor? Yeah. Oh. Well, anyways, um, he's like, uh, my buddy that's a fitness dude, he's just like, hey, take some CBD. Yeah. Uh, some turmeric for reducing inflammation. Turmeric, right. For, yep. And he says, don't eat any potentially inflammatory foods. Uh, no dairy, sugar, grains, uh, legumes. Yeah, like the, beans. Okay. Great. Uh, vegetable oils. And then here's a question. Do you know what a nightshade is? I do. Tom Brady hates them. Okay. Tomatoes are a nightshade. Tomatoes, potatoes. Basically, uh, uh, the whole nightshade thing is like there's certain, uh, there's certain fruits and vegetables that will like let their seeds out on the ground. Mm -hmm. Right. So then they're, uh, they're kind of ready for you to eat them. Whereas other ones. Sounds naughty. Right. Well, here's my seed. You can eat me. Right, because a lot of the stuff have to like get eaten by an animal so they can... God, am I screwing this up? So then the animal poops it out, and that makes it more. Okay. So like the nightshade thing is like, right? Like Their seeds are on the inside, so we shouldn't be eating them. Does that make really? sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like other ones get rid of their seeds, and they kind of fall out, so you eat that huh. stuff. But like tomatoes, I want to say like peppers, like theirs are still inside. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know uh, tomatoes and potatoes were on the list, because yeah. I, I wrote it back. I'm like, thank you. I really appreciate it. Not going to lie. I had a Google Nightshades. 
Yeah, I only know it because Tom Brady is all about not eating nightshades. That's so funny. Or like in, in what's it? Like well, apparently they're inflammatory. Yeah, like yeah. in Italy they eat tomatoes and stuff, but they like roast them first and like take off the peels or something. So they're yeah, there's a whole thing wow. about nightshades. Well, then I, don't uh, don't email us. I, I'm sure I screwed some of that up. Yeah, we, we'll, we, we have Google. We'll figure it out after the fact. But I googled it, and then my wife comes home, and I'm like, "Hey, babe." You know what a nightshade is? You know what a nightshade is? And she rattles it off like as if she was Wikipedia. Like she listed every single thing. She's like, oh yeah, it's this, 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 this. I'm like, because even like when I told him I Googled it, he goes, no worries. I assumed you would. No one knows about those. Ha ha. So I, I text him back. I'm like, hey, my wife just came home and I asked her, do you know what nightshades are? And she just rattled them all off. Um, all I could say is that my bud Jay would be proud. And his response is, ha, that's rare. So he'd be proud to know that you. Oh, nice. You know yeah, Jay. I know Jay. Jay. Tell, yeah. tell him Ted knew what they were too. Jay Ferrugia. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Renegade Radio. Great dude. Uh, but I thought that was really cool that he. I won't shut up about that picture, by the way. Oh, the Jeff Dye story. The Jeff Dye. Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch is in the hair. Now a bad guy, I guess. You know what? Uh, Becky Lynch. I'll give you credit. I have not watched wrestling in a while, but I this morning I was reading articles, and it's just funny because I guess she's supposed to be a heel, but people like her so people much. People refuse to let her be a heel. Yeah, they they're cheering for her, and they're like, "F Charlotte." Me and Jay have been talking about that, like because you know, obviously we're That's friends awesome. with her, and he's like, "Hey, man," I, blah blah blah. I'm like, I got I was, my phone because I was wrestling on Sunday. And my phone got blown up from all these people that are like Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, and finally I'm like, I just need to see the clip, and I had goosebumps. I'm like, man, she crushed it, and that place went nuts when she flipped yes. on. On Charlotte. And then, of course, now the thing is, you can't make her a heel. The crowd loves angry Becky Lynch. And we were talking, like, have her just be like the stone cold of the women's division and just like. But this has happened. Take no S. Yeah. Person. Like, you could be a popular heel. I mean, remember, yeah. like, like I remember this how the goddamn date myself. Well, we're but, old. We're sitting down doing a podcast, Ted. Right. And I'm not positive. Talking about my night shades. Sore. I got to go home and drink cherry juice. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, I went and saw The Rock get stunned by Stone Cold a bunch of times. Right. And people hated And I remember cheering for The Rock that night, and people hated him. Yeah. And then, like, two years later, he didn't really change from a heel. He just became popular. Stone Cold just became a man amongst himself. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. And I think that could be Becky Lynch, too, in her own way. She's not going to be Stone Cold, obviously. It'd be weird if she shaves her head and grows a goatee. That would look Starts kind of- power chugging chorus lights. <laughs> okay, that part would be pretty awesome. Kind of goes against her whole fitness thing, but it'd still be awesome. I keep telling everybody, they're like, what do you think's the best thing to drink when working out? I was like, tequila and soda water. <laughs> and they're like, how do you know this? I'm like, I'm not going to name names, but I've seen some very fit people. That's Bro. what they were all basically drinking. That's tequila. <laughs> tequila. The whole time. I know. Yeah. I have another friend of ours that's super fitness guy. That's, tequila? That's his, that's his thing. So we got to now be tequila guys. Well, remember Luke got us onto that. That's right. Tequila too. Yeah. Luke told it's us tequila. about- Jimmy Graham a while ago. The problem is, man, I like beers way too. It's been two days since I had a beer, and I'm like, damn, I need a beer. I'm falling apart. I am. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I'll uh, ask you my question when it comes to uh, Stone Temple Pilots. All right, all right. We'll also get to our TED Talk. Nice. Um, but the Megacast <laughs> will return. Two old men, the Megacast. Yeah. <laughs> Pass me to Ben Gay. Steve and Ted need to pound a cup of coffee and wake up. The mega cast will return.
be allowed to print 3D guns, but you can print your own 3D guns and roses. It's easy. Order the 3D printer, download the Guns N' Roses software, and out pop 3D versions of Axel. <laughs> Slash. Duff. Whoa, what am I doing here? And whoever else is in the band these days. Plus, your 3D Guns N' Roses printer comes complete with a bottle of Jack, skinny Axel bandana, and kilt set. Order your 3D Guns N' Roses printer today. Printing takes a while, so have some patience. 3D versions may not sound exactly like Guns N' Roses. Oh, I like this beat. Where are my glow sticks? Where are my arms? Oh, yeah. I'm just a robotic voice without a body. This sucks. The mega cast is back. Oh. Uh, yeah. Feels weird dancing while we're sitting. I know. We're those cripple guys at, an R- uh, at a rave. It's a long way from, uh, I've been dancing all night, Ted. Yeah. I couldn't do Summer Mountain. I, yeah, I'd figure out a way. I'd get one of those wheelie knee things. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe take an ibuprofen or three. <laughs> Let's just jump right into this. Ted Talks. Starring. The text me. Uh-oh. Ted's standing close. I don't know, Steve. I don't know if I can do it. You can't do it anymore? You're going to risk an ankle injury? Well, it's just weird. I'm used to doing the men's room standing. I'm used to doing this one standing. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I ain't standing. <laughs> I'll stretch my knee, though. Today's TED Talk, as always, I like to preface this with a lot of TED Talks or to Ted himself. Yes. Uh, and I just saw this one literally this morning. Uh, there's a guy that played at DeMatha Catholic High School. His name is Tim Strachan. Okay. Tim Strachan, uh, his senior year was the number two ranked quarterback in, in high school football. For reference, the number, ranked, the number one ranked quarterback that year was Peyton Manning. Oh. Tim Strachan, before he threw one pass as a senior, got a full ride to Penn State University. That summer, he goes to the beach, hanging out with his family, Uh-oh. goes to dive in the ocean. It's short, shallow. Breaks his neck. He's paralyzed from that day forward. No. Oh, yeah. I don't know this story. Yeah. Jesus. So he, but he still graduates from DeMatha with honors. University of Maryland says, hey, we'll still give you a scholarship. He goes there, ends up getting a law degree, I want to say, at Georgetown. He's been the, an announcer for Maryland football for 20-plus years now. And I saw a speech he just gave, and his whole thing was like, look, everything was working against me. I was 17 when this happened. But he goes, every morning I woke up. And I was positive, you know, uh, just start the day right, set a tone, a positive tone, do, you know, get what you can get done. And just, you know, that I just took that from him. I was like, man, that is powerful. Like wow. a 17 year old kid had that mental strength to do that. It's like, like a lot of us can. And again, I'm talking to myself too. Like, right. Like there's always gonna be little things that nag at you or whatever, but like, like ankles and knees. Right. But if you wake up with that negative thought, then the rest of your day is probably going to go negative. So mm-hmm. why not wake up and say, you know what, today we're gonna kick the crap out of today. Somebody I saw something, and I I don't necessarily fully agree with it, but I thought it got me thinking in the sense that it was like, um, instead of being, he's like, you shouldn't be positive, you should because sometimes the, the term positive seems too ponies and rainbows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some people get like kind of weird, but every day you should wake up optimistic. And I was just like, yeah. and, and I feel like they're both the same. And I think that's just like, it, it's really, you're splitting hairs. And sometimes I think people want to just say something deep. So they're like, don't be positive, be optimistic. But they're the same thing. And it's like, yeah, I think you, I mean, bad stuff's going to be thrown your way at all times. And it's going to happen. Always. And dude, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, 
even at, at, at Grant, not on his level, but when I hurt my knee, that night was weird because I was like, well, to put the pull the curtain back. And I don't like I, I, people know wrestling's not real, of course, but like so that night was going to be actually a pretty cool night for me. Um, right. In addition to, I had my match which I lost. That stupid Chase James beat me, but it was only because I I I, I was in the middle. Uh, and, well, and I was just arguing with the referee. I wanted to talk to him with my microphone in my hand, and I was going to say something to him when I swung my microphone to his mouth to to, to ask him a question. He ducked, and I turned around. and He kicked me in the face and knocked me out. All right, and pinned me. It was very in, in, inappropriate and rude, if you ask me. And it was the ref's fault. Uh, but Super at, rude. But I was going to. There was a, a big Royal Rumble afterwards. That night, and I was going to be a part of that, and some cool stuff was going to happen. And of course, after that injury, I was like, I can't do it. So obviously, I had to change some things up, um, and I had to go to the hospital. And then the next day, I was just starting to think about it. I'm starting to get more sad, and I just uncontrollably just started crying. And I don't usually cry about my yeah. own crap. I think it's just because I'm under a lot of stress with other stuff. Well, you're under stress, and then what was a fun outlet for you now is taken away. Right. Right. <laughs> And something that, like, I mean, dude, even when I was hurt, it was like, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else, man. When I had that crowd booing me and they were chanting Chase, there was just something so magical about it. And granted, it was like 75 people, maybe 100 people. Cut a great promo on everybody, man. And yeah. I kind of screwed it up. I had a, if I didn't get injured, man, because I was like, my brain was working in two ways. Deliver this promo. Is your knee okay? Oh, my God. What the hell am I going to do? I still got to finish this match. But, you know. And so then I'm like kind of uncontrollably like sobbing about this and I was really down about it. And then all of a sudden I start checking my messages and, you know, I had random messages from people I never talked to. Like that guys that I consider acquaintances, but like Darby Allen, who's like an incredible indie wrestler that's blowing up in the indie scene, sent me a direct message. Hey man, I saw the video. Are you okay? And yeah, then he's nice. like, he's like, I'm going to be there in October. I hope you're healthy enough. Let's train together. And I was like, Okay, like things like that. Guys that I don't even talk to, like that are local, reaching out. Hey, man, saw the video. You and it was just like, gosh, I felt good. And then, and a lot of people were like, one guy wrote, uh, "I after tonight, I have a hundred percent. I have all the respect in the world for Steve Miggs because I continued the match. Did you finish the match. Finish the match. Then, and you know, that's a sad badge of honor, but it's a badge of honor. Like you yeah. don't want to get injured, but if you're going to get injured and it's not where you're paralyzed or you broke something. If you can finish, because I remember this, I heard a podcast once where a big name wrestler broke his hand and ended the match. Like found a way to end it and lost all the respect for people. Like you broke oh, your finger. No you kidding. broke a finger. You could continue, man. And I was like, Ooh. So when my knee went the wrong way and I could barely stand on it, so even like a few people saw it and like, I would have probably stopped, man. Like you're crazy. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have, but I didn't know what else to do. I was just like, I got to finish this match, man. I don't, and, and then when I started getting those messages, like all I thought was I would be so mad at myself if I didn't finish the match. Like I was bummed, but I it, I don't know, man. Long story short, like I, I started to find that optimism from other people because I was just so down on myself. Yeah, and it was it was it was a cool feeling to have all the. And still to this day, man. This morning I was like ten fifteen messages from people. Hey, man, just checking up on you. And I was like, gosh, I didn't realize how freaking supportive this wrestling community is until you get hurt. Yeah, and, and the thing about staying positive, too, is like a lot of things people get upset about and stuff, like, it, it's not unwarranted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times when people are bitching about something, like, that's yep. a legit bitch, right? Like, you know, something happened with a relationship or somebody's not treating you right. Like, it's validated. But there comes a point where it's like, I don't know, is it just hurting you? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that. I think that's a tough thing, too. Like, uh... I don't know who was it a while ago. Like 
sometimes you see people in public, like famous people kind of go at each other and stuff. And it's like, I forget, man, I can't remember who it was. Somebody dressed down somebody else. And it was like, look, you were right. That person is it. But it just, it, it was like, that was, you didn't have to say all that to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, that. I think that's a tough part too. And I'm not saying you're going to be positive all the time. Oh, it's impossible. To but be. just watching Tim Strachan give that talk, I was like, yeah, you know what? You can set a mindset when you wake up in the morning, you know, and take five minutes, you know, th- those first few thoughts that you're waking up, you know, like set an intention, you know, get that day. That's what I'm trying to do. It's funny you say that. Cause even this morning I was like my first day of like, I woke up, kind of checked the leg stood. I'm like, it feels a little better. Not a lot, but it's better yeah. than yesterday. And then it's like, you know what? That's, that's a good sign. Yeah. And just kind of go forward. And you talk about Tim uh, when uh, that tragedy happened with, uh, was it Humboldt, the Broncos, that hockey team that got into oh, that awful bus Jesus. accident where yeah. half of the team died and mm-hmm. other players were paralyzed or injured. One of the kids that got paralyzed, I guess, and the man it just, it's powerful uh, because after it all happened, he's paralyzed and he can't play hockey anymore. And he looked at his mom and dad and he's just like, uh, I think he's paralyzed from the, like the, the, the waist down or something. He yeah. basically told them, all right, well, I, I got to get myself a sled because it's time to play sled hockey. You know, like nice. that, that uh, on the ice. With, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, that was like the next day. He was just yeah. like, I'm still playing hockey. I might not be able to play junior hockey on my feet, but I'm going to keep playing this sport because it means that much to me. And I was just like, that's, that's incredible, man. It is. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's what Tim did, too. He stayed around the sport. Yeah. Some yeah. people think get away from. I don't want to be reminded of it. I don't. I don't think that's the best way to do things. I mean, I, mean, I think each one is individual. Sure, sure. But I think, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Those stories are just tough, right? Also, because both those stories you're talking Tim Strachan or the hockey team, like none of it really had to do with the games they were playing. No, right? Like Tim was just going for a swim in the, in the damn ocean in Ocean right. City. They're just those, traveling they're just bus. traveling home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I mean the saddest anywhere. thing about that was people leaving the sticks out for him. Oh man, yeah, yeah. All right, I know, I know. It was, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, let's talk about something happy. John Ryan left us. Yeah, I know. I, you said John you got Ryan, an email, right? Yeah, we got an e- somebody sent me an email and just said, hey, I wasn't sure how to get a hold of the Megacast. Could you guys talk a little bit about John Ryan? And, I'll, and I read it before it came in. I was like, of course. Yeah. I will say, did you, you did his podcast, right? No. Kicking it with Greg and John? I never did. All right, I did it once. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, John couldn't have been nicer. We had it at the facility. That's so dope that you got to do that podcast. That's yeah, cool. And, yeah. and, and Greg's a real cool guy. Greg's awesome. I don't know I'm him a, personally, but I know him from Twitter. Oh, I'll vouch yeah. for him. All right, fine. Yeah. Fine. I, I really like him then. <laughs> but yeah, seeing John Ryan leave was a little bit of a... Dis- I mean, it's just this. John Ryan's going to go to the Bills. Mm-hmm. He'll be hooked back up with Hauschka. With Hauschka. I mean, he loves to troll Hauschka even when they weren't on the same team. Right. So, I mean, I, he'll be fine for a couple more years. And, and our buddy, it's just sad because my favorite two players were Luke Wilson. We're the Canadians. And we got no more Canadians. I know. I know. Someone's like, well, who are you going to have on the, on the show now? I'm like, I don't know. Like, we're hoping some guys are going to come on. I mean, we, obviously, we have a great relationship with Walter Jones. But outside of that, like... The new players, that's the fun part, though. Who knows? Maybe we'll find some guy that's going to fit in with us. Honestly, I talked about this morning. I don't think we could ever replace Luke Wilson and John Ryan, for that matter, when it comes to personalities. No, they were both very personable dudes. Yeah. And there's other guys on the right. There's other guys on the on the team that are good, but right, like, especially, yeah. They were superstars, but they can have a beer with you. Or a tequila. Or a tequila. Or a burrito. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like we went to a Mexican restaurant with Luke. Yeah. I will say it is kind of funny. Like sometimes I would forget that Luke is a Seahawk. Uh-huh. And a couple of times like we went places. It's like, oh, yeah, 
that's right. We're sitting here with a Seahawk, like the waiters or whatever. Like, can we get a picture? And I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot. One time Luke and I went and got sushi at, uh, and it was Ginza and, and, and we got to go there, man. I, I keep right. talking about this place. It's an old part of Bellevue and him and I met up and we had sushi and we're just two dudes quiet and no one's in there. Finish our meal. We're about to leave. And then the restaurant's just like, this one's on us. I'm like, why? Huh? And at first, stupid right. narcissist Steve, I'm thinking, I don't think they listen to the sh-. And then Luke looks and the lady goes, go Hawks. And I'm like, oh, of course, it's Luke Wilson. Dude, it was the same thing we were at the Mexican restaurant. Right. Like they came over and started like, hey, we don't want to bug you guys. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, it must be Megacast fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll text Steve. We're, yeah, we're a big deal. And they're just like, one of you guys hold the camera? Like, yeah, they, they, they're here for Luke. <laughs> My favorite, though, is also there have been times where you and I are out, and someone's like, can I get a picture? And I'm thinking, yeah. And then he hands me the phone and be like, yeah, could you take it from me? And it's just a picture of you and that person. And I'm like, oh, dagger. Dude, the worst. Is, I love it. The worst is Miles. We always joke that he fits in, just kind of like nondescript white right. guy. Yeah. So one year after one of the black parties at Elysian Fields, I'm sitting there. And right? for those that don't know our radio station, you have a beer. Oh, yeah. From Elysian. <laughs> just, right. Oh, we have a men's room red and a men's room black. Right, that sounds bad. You're like, we were at a black party. <laughs> You're right, man. Sometimes I forget that stuff. Uh, so the party ends, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sitting at the bar, and there's a guy like next to me, but he's kind of like turned a little. I don't even know. Anyhow, this other guy comes over, and he's like, dude, where's Miles? I was like, I have no idea. I haven't seen him in like an hour, blah, blah, blah. The guy's like, you want a shot? I was like, let's bang down a shot. We do the shot, I put the shot glass down, I turn to my left, and Miles is sitting right there. No. I, swear I was like, sorry, dude, sorry. And he's like, that's oh, all right, man. <laughs> he's been right next to us this whole time, man. Right? I mean, luckily, I wasn't talking S. <laughs> so, uh, uh, dude, I got to, I mean, John Ryan, I got to give him a shout out. Dude, this was the surrealist thing. So he put up a big goodbye note on oh, Twitter. yeah. And I'm reading and I'm like, oh man, that's going to be cool. And I'm reading it says, it's been an absolute honor and privilege to play in this great city of Seattle for the past 10 years. I never wanted this day to come, but I knew it would someday. Even though I'm leaving, I will always be a Seahawk. Take that, Bills. F off. Oh, no, that was, I wrote that part. Um, it says, I have so many amazing memories over the past decade. From our Super Bowl 48 victory to throwing a touchdown pass in the NFC Championship. And here's the best part. To breaking the record of how many times a person could say butthole in one radio interview, it's been an amazing ride. <laughs> so I'm reading this, I'm like, his three major accomplishments include a moment where I asked him a question about The Bachelor. That's awesome. And if you, I, I'm sure you were not always up in the morning. If, if I'm so, not, Steve. So if you've read that, that was a, a nod to me. I was like, yes, our show. Yeah. And this is how it all went down one time a few years ago on uh, BJM Eggs. I, too, watched The Bachelor, and uh, I, I noticed that you were going on a little bit of a tirade about the, the girl that had to keep having a, a black bar over her backside because of her shorts being too short. Yeah, I mean, what, what, I, mean I do watch The Bachelor, and mostly just because it's hilarious but how, uh, I mean, how terrible it is. But, yeah, I mean, they had to black up this girl's butthole like 20 times the other night. <laughs> <laughs> what, what on earth are you wearing that you have to black bar over your butt? That's so true. And, and one, one time, Sarah pointed out, she's like, one time the work girl was wearing jeans. Right. They still, a, they still put a big black bar over her butthole. What are you What are you wearing? I, I, was, just, I was just happy about that whole what happened last week because my favorite word is butthole and I got to use it a lot on Twitter. So <laughs> that was really my favorite part of that actually happening. By the time we finished that interview, I think he said it 12 times. <laughs> but it was awesome. And then the next time I saw him, I remember him going point blank. He's like, man, that was awesome that you let me say butthole that much. 
I'm like, well, I didn't really let you. You just did it. You just kept saying it. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. And we're all looking at each other like, I think it's okay to say butthole on the radio. Yeah. It's not a word that we typically say. And I'm like, well, it's, I always say when there are words that you're kind of on the fence about, you can say it once. Like if I call someone a dick, you know, that's yeah. fine. But I wouldn't keep saying it. Like I would say, say it once. Don't dwell on it. He yeah. dwelled on butthole. Yeah. But he was talking about it. Yes. As opposed to inter- any interactions with it. Absolutely. So I think you're fine. It's like referring well, to someone as a dick as opposed yeah. to, hey, would you do this to my... Mm-hmm. Right. It's no different than like when we had um, the Pearl Jam guys on. McCready uh, was talking about his band Thunder Pussy. And because he, he has them on, and he had the vinyl. I'm like, I don't know, man. My boss says we can't say it. And then we go on the air, and he's just like, ah, 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 Thunder Pussy. Oh, my bad. I said, I'm like, look, man, if we get fined because of something you said, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, All right. We got to go. We do. But I just want to say real quick Serge Tankian, we had him on, and he kept talking about his band, the FCC. Yes. And we didn't really think about it. Then that night at the show, he goes, and here's my band, The Flying Seas of Chaos. And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for not saying the full name on the mm-hmm. radio. That's funny. Right? Oh, man. So we'll see you guys at uh, Painting Paint the, the Grass. Grass Saturday. Hopefully uh, you guys got a part of, got uh, tickets for those happy hour and a half. That's where Ted and I will definitely be. We'll do push-ups Saturday. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. No guarantees, depending on how much walking I'm doing. But uh, I'll do everything I can, and then hopefully we'll be able to do our, our, our usual run through the um, the lawn and say hi to everybody that's in the lawn, because that's always my favorite thing to do. Yeah, we'll get up there. The grass. Uh, my wife is going to be there. That's going to be nice. exciting. She's finally coming to a pain in the grass to show some support, mainly to see Allison Chains and my band. And if you're Ed going, Bush. please, please. Yes, absolutely. Uh, please, please, please get there early, because doors open at 1, so get... Get there early enough so you'll be one of the first people through the gates uh, because Bruiser Brody goes on at 1.30, my band. Nice. So, that, so that's going to be really, really freaking awesome. All right, Ted. As always, it's a blast. This is yeah, my man. favorite thing to do all week. Saturday. Yes. We're back. Megacast.